Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Fleeing and and the and the angels coming, amen. Praise God. So I'm gonna I got a couple of announcements, and then we're gonna get into the to a new series. First, I got a question. Raise your hand if you got a text from me today about this service. Raise it and leave it high. Okay, that's very few. I got so I got, y'all got to got to pray and fast for my phone. I don't know if it's iPhone. I don't know if it's T-Mobile. I don't know if it's both. I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Pastor Dwayne. Whether it's good or bad, I don't know. But I pray for it because I, I sent a text out to over 200 people today. And that's not close to 200 that got it. So um, we're, we're to announce that we're going to start a series tonight. So I'm going to try to go again tomorrow. Pastor Mario gave me a good idea and see if it'll work. Uh, I want to throw something out for um, small groups. We're starting small groups. Where is Laura? Is Laura already? Does anybody know the date? Is it first week of February. Okay, thank you. So first week of February, how many have been in small groups? Let me see your hand. A majority. How many believe that they're important? We can't have small groups if we don't have places to have them. So we need people to step up. And I I'm, I'm, don't have the dates, but see Chris or Laura for the dates of the training. We've got a training coming up. If you're interested, uh, I think that some people don't understand um, as much as they should. Obviously, you have to go through our next step class and stuff to be able to serve in this, but you don't have to have your life totally together. No one does. You don't have to be a preacher or a teacher of the word. You don't have to, you don't have, to have a perfect marriage. You don't have to, I think that people think that to do a small group, you have to have everything perfect. That's not the case. You need to be willing to open up your home and host people because the, the way the small group is set up is you just talk about the message. So you don't have to teach anything. You don't have to. Do, so it takes the pressure off of the people. All you have to do is be willing to host, and 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 we need more. So we need men's groups and ladies groups, and we need couples. So I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand or put you on the spot, but would you please pray and ask God uh, to touch your heart to be a, a small group leader if you haven't been already? We've got some that are having to drop out because of other ministries. I understand that. But we need at least 10 small groups, I believe, every, every session, so that during the week, as the church grows, and how many know it's going to keep growing? As the church keeps growing, we need to stay small. That's why they're called small groups. It's a way to get around people and talk about the message and open up, and they're just powerful. So please, we had a great last session last year, but we definitely need some, some more workers. On the fast, I want to give you another recommendation that would be a very good thing to do, and it's going to kind of lead into tonight uh, in, a, in a kind of an interesting way. Um, if you have never done this on a fast, it's a good thing to go do. You need to do a colon cleanse. Amen? Let me know a, a good bowel movement is very important. Right? That's scientific truth. Pastor Jones says in the church sometimes a good bowel movement is good. Where people go out, right, that need, to, that need to get out. None of you are those people, amen. But you, while you're doing this, I just want to piggyback on, and again, this is going to lead into the message, I promise. Oh, that sounds weird. You'll get it in a second, okay? I mentioned on Sunday that when you fast, and when you're really fasting, when you're doing 
more than a meal at a time. And, you're, and that doesn't mean if you're just doing a meal that you're not fasting, I'm saying. But if you're really going beyond a meal or two at a time, it's the best thing you can do for your body. Because when we eat all the time, even if you eat good, but when you eat all the time, especially bad, your body never gets a chance to get all the junk out of it. When you fast, your body starts to work on, your, on itself. And I talked on Sunday about it shooting out those acids into your stomach. And when you're doing that, you're, you're allowing your body, when you don't eat, you're allowing your body to rest. And your body is allowed to start working on some of the stuff in your body that shouldn't be there, that can't get out without not eating. Does that make sense? Because you're putting more food in. So it's a perfect time to do a colon cleanse. And uh, I, I, I looked at it before we left. Do you remember health, health something, nature's health? Just Google it or search it on the thing and look for one with good reviews. You just drink it once a day, but that's going to help clean you out as well, physically as well as spiritually, okay? Now, leading into the, to the, to the series we're going to start tonight for the month of January, sometimes we need a spiritual colon cleanse. Sometimes we need to get some things out of us that have gotten in us that because we've gotten so busy, I think a lot of times we've gotten so busy serving God even that we're not allowing God to work on us spiritually, and it doesn't mean we're going to stop serving, but we need to be cleansed. We need to get some things out of us. And, and so, so for those that are taking notes, this is going to be the series title. I kind of alluded to it uh, last week for the whole month of January. Go ahead and put it up. Um, stepping, are you a stepping stone or a stumbling block? We're going to hit this for five straight Wednesdays. I believe with all my heart, this is going to, the Lord spoke this to me before the fast started, and now that we're in the fast, he's confirming it, and I've got lots of notes and lots of things I want to talk about, but I want us to, to really think about this and, and, and begin to seek the Lord on this and ask ourselves this question. Now, to get you guys ready in the sound booth, I did not give you this verse, but if you can find, Joely, if you can find Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 10, please. I don't have that in my notes, but I'm going to start off with that tonight. As you're finding it, how'd you find it so fast? I sent it? Oh, that was the Holy Spirit, I tell you, promise you that, because I didn't send it, I don't think. All right, I didn't say put it up yet. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How many love our people in the sound booth? Amen, they're awesome. There's a lot of pressure on them, amen. Thank you for everybody that serves. I just want to get us set up for this. So we, we as we go into this year, I'm going to read a verse here in a second that just we need to stop sometimes. This is why the beginning of a year is so powerful. Because even though it's just one day to the next, there's a mental thing that happens in your mind that says, I can start over. How many have, maybe I need to do that every day with my phone. How many know you when you have problems with the computer, your phone, whatever, you need a reset? You've got to hit the reset button and just reset it. We need a reset a lot of times on our thinking, our walk with God, the way we're functioning, because whether you agree with it or not, we get to a place in our life with God that we start to go, we do this in our marriage, we do this in our, everything in our life, we do this, we get in a rut. We function, we do what we're supposed to do, but we get to a place, and this is the one area we can't do this, is in our walks with God. Can't, and when you let that happen with your walk with God, that goes down to everything else, your marriage, your finances, your everything else. And, and you can be coming to church, and you can be serving in five areas, and you can be here every service, and you can be tithing, and you can be praying, and you can be reading your Bible, and you can be doing all those things, but you're going through the motions. You're just going through the motions, and you can get to where you're really good at it. 
Did you know that there are people, Santos, I'm going to put you on blast for a second, that can function as an alcoholic and live their lives and go to work and have a family and do all those things and still be an alcoholic. But they're doing everything because they get to a place where they're so used to the alcohol being in their body that they can still function. Christians can get that way. We can get to a place where we have been serving God for so long and doing what we know we're supposed to do that it becomes a a habit and a ritual instead of a relationship. And we lose sight and forget who we're serving. Amen? How many would agree with me tonight? Amen or woe is me. So at the beginning of this year, we know without a doubt this year, God is, it's not a cliche, this is going to be the greatest year ever. You know why? Because we're going to believe it and claim it and proclaim it and get ready for it. It's going to happen. It's going to be the greatest harvest ever. It's going to be the greatest move of God ever. We should always have that expectation. But it's going to start this month with a good spiritual bowel movement. Why is that so weird? Y'all go to the bathroom every day, don't you? Is anybody here not go to the bathroom? Okay, it's common, right? It's normal? All right, someone, someone, someone raise their hand. We'll pray for, them for some help for you there too. Amen. We need a spirit. Let me give you, give me an amen. We need a spiritual bowel movement sometimes. Okay, y'all with me? Because if not, we begin to start being a stumbling block. When things are blocked, they don't flow. We need to be a stepping stone. We need to be an assistant and not a block. Amen? So that's where God wants to get us to. So I'm going to start off in Ephesians 2, verse 1. I was going to read this at the end or save it for another, for another day, but I really believe I want to read this first. Read this with, it, with me with love in your heart as a love letter from Jesus to you to remind you why it's so important that we take good, serious inventory of where we're at in our walk with God today. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. In which you once walked according to the course of this world. See, we once walked that way, but what we're dealing with tonight is we can walk that way again. We can go back to walking the way we once walked. According to the prince of the power of the air. As you start to listen to this series, you're going to have, and I myself included, you're going to have times where the Holy Spirit's going to slap you. He's going to poke you. He's going to hit you where it hurts. And that's what fasting does. That's what praying does. That's what anything that's good for us does. It hurts first. Amen? And what I want to say here is, when it says, according to, the, to this world and the prince of, of the power of the air, who are we serving tonight? Who is, our, who is our love dedicated to? Is it Jesus or is it the prince of the air? What I want you to begin to think of this whole month is, am I acting more like Jesus or like the prince of the air? Amen? I'm talking to Christians here. This is a Wednesday night. We do discipleship on Wednesday nights. This, this is a, we, we learn to be disciples, right? And so we got to ask ourselves, we're not, I'm not asking if you don't believe. I'm not asking if you don't carry a Bible and pray. And all, I already went over that. I'm asking where your loyalty is tonight. It may, maybe your loyalty has drifted and you haven't even realized it. That you're going through the motions, but you're acting or thinking more like the prince of the air than you are Jesus. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. How many don't want to be a son of disobedience? 
Keep going, please. Let's move through it. Among whom once we all once conducted, so that's who we used to be, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were, somebody say were. I was. Amen. Say, I isn't anymore. Amen. Amen. We were. And were by nature children of wrath, just like everybody else. But God. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, see, we don't stop enough today and think where we were. We don't stop enough today and remember where we should be, where we deserve to be. We need to do that. And he's made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. He has raised us up together. And listen to this. Made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Who in your life has ever given you that position? That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us. As we're thinking about this, we're thinking about these verses that he's loving us and he's graceful and he's merciful and he's rich. I should be thinking, how can I repay him for that? How can I best acknowledge that he did that for me? And his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, remember what grace is. Grace is not getting what you deserve. Amen? Through faith and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Last verse, for we are his workmanship. Think about that. You are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. That means before he formed the earth, that we should walk in them. Lord, help us tonight on this first Wednesday of 2024, Father, to walk the way you called us to walk. Talk the way you've called us to talk. Act the way you've called us to act, Lord. To start over if we have to. To hit the reset button, God. And Lord, to, to glorify your name in everything we do. And devil, I command you in the name of Jesus to flee from people's minds. All the lies, the deceptions, the condemnation that you're bringing is not of God. And we command you to flee and leave. And the blood of Jesus is against you. And Lord, we pray for liberty and freedom and breakthrough through this series, God, as we see you move supernaturally in our lives. And we become all of us today stepping stones to Jesus Christ. And we thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. So the question is, tonight, for every one of us, no one is exempt. You have to answer that question. You may or may not be able to answer it right now. And you hopefully will have a different answer at the end of the month if you answer one way or the, the, one, the one way that's not good, which is the stumbling block. You have to ask yourself right now, maybe you know, am I a stepping stone or am I a stumbling block? The idea behind this for me is very simple. So I want to put it out right out front. 
I want you to think about this as we go through this. When people are around me, I'm saying this for me, you say it for you. When people are around me, when people spend time with me, when people listen to me, when people watch me, etc., 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 does my life, my walk, my words, my actions, my reactions, the way I carry myself, etc., etc., make the person around me want to pursue Christ. That's a stepping stone. Amen? The definition of a stepping stone is a means of progress or advancement to assist. In other words, is the way that I'm living my life assisting somebody in getting to Jesus? And and is the way I'm living my life and all those things that I said, talk and walk and actions, reactions, is it causing people to want more of Jesus and pursue more of Jesus and want more of the things of God or... Does my life make somebody question whether or not they want to pursue Christ or whether or not even God is real at all? That's a stumbling block. The definition of a stumbling block is an obstacle to to progress. Am I an obstacle to progress? Am I a block to progress? Am I blocking the way to somebody advancing towards Jesus? Did everybody get that? I wanted to make that real simple. I like that it's quiet because you're thinking. And I, and I like it because whether we are or aren't, we should have the attitude right now, Lord, like the disciples did, is it I? When Jesus told his disciples, one of you is going to betray me. All the ones that weren't going to betray Jesus began to say, Lord, is it me you're talking about? And the one person who would betray him was the one who did not look inward and thought that he was okay. So tonight, it's good that we're thinking. It's good that it's quiet. I don't need you to shout me down because this is going to be a message in a series that's going to bring the shout downs in February and March and April and May when we get over ourselves and we fix ourselves a little bit and we ask this question because it's not a question coming from me. It's a question coming from the Holy Spirit. Because he's leading me to ask this. Amen? Somebody give me an amen. Amen. How many are going to enjoy this? It's like getting your teeth pulled. It's going to be better when it's over. It's like a surgery. It's going to be better when it heals. Right? All the stuff we do to make ourselves better, to fix something that's broke, hurts. But when it's over and you look at the scar, you're thankful for it, it feels better. And, And I'm not talking about malpractice or any of that. I'm talking about in general. Okay? When something goes the way it's supposed to go. Matthew chapter 16. If you don't understand what a stumbling block is, I'm going to give you an even greater example here with Jesus because he's our greatest example. So Jesus comes into the region. And this is, this is a picture of us as people that we, I believe, desire. I don't believe there's anybody in here that on purpose is being a stumbling block. And if you are, you need the demons cast out of you. We'll get, you, we'll get them out of you. Because the demons won't be able to hang around. So I don't believe anybody in here is on purpose trying to be a stumbling block. And again, if you are, you'll be removed. You won't be, on, you won't be a block for long. I believe you all want to serve God. You all want to be a stepping stone. 
But we can all get to a place in our walk where I said before, we get complacent, we get carnal, we start to go back to our old ways. And like I said, this is an interesting, I know this is hitting a nerve. Many of us are in a rut because we've learned how to do Christianity. We know it now. We've gone to conference. We know how to show up every service. We know how to go to the prayer room for 30 seconds and be seen. We know how to lift our hands when someone's looking. We know how to do all that stuff so that, so that we're, we're appearing to, to be good while maybe inside there's some major hemorrhaging going on. And God can fix it, but we got to allow him. we got to allow him in. You, nobody ever has surgery unless they're in a crazy accident and they're unconscious without permission. They come in and ask you to sign all the waivers and sign all the stuff, and you give permission for them to operate on you. And So we got to give permission for God to operate us, and maybe some here during this series, you'll be like that person that's in the ER, and you won't get permission. You just need surgery. You need immediate surgery because your life's in danger. Amen? So in this story, watch this. Jesus comes to the region of Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi, sorry, and he asks his disciples, many of you know this story, who do you say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He says, but who do you, who do you say that I am? So Peter answers, and Peter answers right. Stay with me. Peter answers the right answer. He does the right thing. He says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Okay, good answer. Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who's in heaven. And I also say to you, Peter, on this rock, not on Peter himself, on you, Peter, on the belief that you have that I'm the Christ, the Son of the living God, I'm going to build my church. And, and in other words, you're going to be a stepping stone. For others to get to Jesus, to get to me, the way they're going to get to me. you got to understand this morning the way God has set this up. The only way people can get to Jesus, sounds crazy, but it's the truth. The only way people can get to Jesus is through you. You're the stepping stone. Or you're the stumbling block. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the goal. That's the goal. Let's preach Jesus. But are we being a stepping stone to Jesus or are we being a stumbling block? Peter, you're going to be a stepping stone. I'm going to build my church on what you just said. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen? And I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now that's a cool story, huh? Isn't that cool? Isn't that powerful? He has a revelation. He's, he's right. He's good. He's on the right path. He tells his disciples, don't tell anybody that he was Jesus the Christ. Now watch this. This is not a one verse to the next time frame because some time passes, but we're in the same chapter, and watch what happens as we read on. 
from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes. Don't go to the next verse yet, please, till I tell you. And be killed and be raised the third day. So he, this is now, it says from that time. So we don't know exactly how much time passed there. But it wasn't a day. We know biblically, biblically speaking, right in the Bible, it wasn't a day. Could have been days, weeks, months, but it wasn't a day. But it was, there was some time there. We don't know exactly what it is. But from that time on, what time? When Peter had the revelation that Jesus was the Son of God and he was going to be a stepping stone and he was in a good place, he was, t- he was going to be used by God. Now, a little bit of time happens, whatever it is, it doesn't matter, but watch what happens next. Now you can change it. Peter takes him aside and rebukes him. And says, far be it from you, Lord. Don't change the verse yet, please. This shall not happen to you. He goes from being a stepping stone to being a stumbling block. In the same set of verses. From from the revelation of who Jesus is, from the high five of Jesus, from Peter, I'm going to do amazing things in your life, to Jesus, I rebu- how in the world could you ever get to a place where you would rebuke Jesus? But I'm going to speak along those lines too. I wonder sometimes how as Christians we could ever do some of the things we do and say we're Christians. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Because my wife knows this. I'm definitely not perfect. That's for sure. Can I get an amen? But I have always said my entire life, Lord, if I ever get to a place where I don't take your walk serious, I'm out. I'm leaving because I'm not going to blaspheme your name. I'm not going to do things saying I'm a Christian that I know aren't wrong. I'm out. And I believe that's the attitude we should have. It's never meant to be, been meant to be to play church. Never. Amen? But he gets to a place where just a few verses before, he is a stepping stone. And now all of a sudden, we don't know exactly what happened, but something happened. Now he is rebuking Jesus and saying, this ain't going to happen to you. Now watch the next verse. This is the key to the whole series. He turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense Offense is a stumbling block. Offense, not offense. Offense. The definition of a stumbling block is an offense. When you are an offense to somebody, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Amen. That that's what we have to stop and ask ourselves: Have I gotten? Have I allowed myself to get to a place? Where I am just going through the motions. If it ha- Listen, let me just give you some news. If it happened to Peter, it can happen to us. Don't ever think that it can't happen to you. Are you trying to scare me, Pastor? Yes. Yeah, if that's what you want me to do. Whatever it takes for you to take this thing serious. Whatever it takes, if, maybe, maybe church tonight, maybe nobody in this place. Listen, I'm just going to tell you, by the way, I don't know of anything, and a lot of times I, I'm glad for that. Some of you all think I'm God sometimes and think I know everything. I'm thankful a lot of times I don't. I'm thankful. I, if it gets kept from me or whatever, 
That's why I don't get on social media much. I don't want to see what's going on. I like to be able to get up and preach by what the Holy Spirit tells me and not what I know. doesn't mean I don't find things out. I hope tonight that nobody in this place is a stumbling block. But I do hope if somebody is, you're going to get changed. And you're going to get right, and you're going to get out of your rut, and you're going to get serious about the things of God. Because going back to the Ephesians verses, he deserves it. Jesus deserves it. He deserves our best. Amen? We know we're human. We know we make mistakes. Don't use that as a crutch. Don't use that as an opportunity to sin. Amen? So how many are amazed and blown away by how fast things can change? You can go from being the rock to being a stumbling block in just a few verses. So we have to, we have to, and let's just say this. I, I don't believe it was a day. Let's just say it was a day. Let's say it was the next day. Don't let the next day get you. That's why we say this so much. You know we're on this fast. I don't have the pamphlet up here right now. But me and Pastor Mario were talking about this. If you have that pamphlet, it talks about praying, reading the Bible, faithfully going to church, fasting and witnessing. If we would just do those with the right heart every day, we would never fall into problems. So you think we tell you all that because it's religious and it sounds good. No, it's the recipe. It's the recipe for success. When someone is successful in something, there's a recipe. How many know when something tastes, let me just tempt you a little bit tonight. When something tastes really good, the meal's been put together really good, the chocolate cake, the steak and lobster, whatever else, whatever meal it is, has been put together that's so seasoned so deliciously, amen? If, if, if It's all right. It's good. I like, I like to punish myself on purpose. If someone's cooking, I go and smell it. Mmm. Just make myself stronger in Jesus' name. Amen? Right? But if that thing tastes good, it didn't happen by accident. There was a recipe. This ingredient, that ingredient, this put together. When someone's successful in business, there's a recipe. When somebody is successful in their walk with God and they're a stepping stone and not a stepping block, it is a recipe. There's things we're supposed to do, but I started this off this year at last, last Sunday with this thing, I'll tell you, that goes across the board. Your attitude is everything. You have to have the right attitude. In other words, you can't get, let yourself get to the place where you become religious. And you just start going through the motions. Now, look at this. The first mention, remember I told you a couple weeks ago, about the law of first mention in the Bible. Y'all remember that? Whenever you're talking about a subject, you go and find the very first verse that was ever mentioned. So we're going to find the very first, per first time that the, law, that the mention of the stumbling block was mentioned. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 19. By the way, Leviticus is not a bad word. Amen. It's a good chapter. It's a good book. Good, uh, book. It shows us how much we need Jesus. Shows us how much Jesus has saved us from. Now, right before we read this, we're going to see here that in this book of Leviticus 19, God, as he is all throughout the Bible, is just dealing with things like sin, like how we should treat each other and, and, and how we should do things. And, and God has a plan. There's a recipe. Don't do this. Don't do that. People don't like the don't do, don'ts, do's and don'ts, but the people who get the do's right do right. 
Right? Keep doing the don'ts and see what happens. How many know some people that have lived their entire life doing the don'ts? They're never going to get right. you got to get to a place you get out of your rebellious spirit and stop hating the do's. Because the do's is what makes right. You just got to get to a place where you obey. Obey. Just do what God says. Right? Just be obedient. So here we are. I mean, go back and you're going to hopefully you're reading. How many today are reading the whole Bible again? How many started a plan to read the whole Bible this year? If you haven't, I hope you start. You read through the whole Bible. The app has it. Your Bible has it. Lots of different ways. You don't know how to do it. Ask us. We'll help you. You're going to start reading through Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers and all these things again. You're going to start reading it over again because we need to. And you need to go through that wilderness with them. And you need to be like me every time I read it. Lord, I don't want to go through the wilderness. Save me before I go through the wilderness, Lord. I don't want to go through the wilderness. I don't have to go through the wilderness. Do you realize you don't have to go through the wilderness? Just because they did, you don't. You don't have to go through the wilderness. Learn from them. That's what the New Testament says. All these things they did were examples for us to learn. But some people are hard-headed. And you got to learn the hard way. Well, you're going to have a hard life then. It don't have to be hard. It can be good. I was reading in Psalms today. I've told you before, if you don't know how to read, at least go off the date and read Psalms and Proverbs off the date at least. At least. Hopefully you're reading more than that, but hopefully you've got a Bible and a devotional. And I told you how awesome I love the Bible. My cousin Kendra gave me the chronological Bible. It's daily, date, date one. If, if you need to have something with some dates, because you need to have something to start and finish with. You got some kind of structure. Is everybody still here? Okay. Y'all, some of y'all still trying to figure out what you are, huh? I hope so. By the time this series is over, there'll be no stumbling blocks. We'll all be stepping stones. Amen? So we're about to read here that he's telling them, here's what you got to do. Now look at Leviticus 19.11. Don't steal. Don't deal falsely. This is just a few, okay? It's a whole chapter. We got the Ten Commandments. Did you know there's 612 laws that Moses wrote? Anybody thankful for Jesus? 612 laws that if, we, if it weren't for Jesus, the only way we could get to heaven is to try to follow that. We need to think about that. Don't steal. Don't deal falsely. See, these are things that should be obvious to Christians. Right? Yes or no? These are things that, matter of fact, you say, well, I'm, I'm kind of new in the Lord. I'll give you that for a little bit. But the Bible also says that his word's written on our heart. There's something in there already. Don't lie to each other. Next verse. Don't swear by my name falsely. Oh, I don't know if there's anything that bothers me more to hear his name profaned. If you're watching something that that happens, turn the stinking thing off. You shouldn't be watching something where they're, they're constantly profaning God's name. That should bother you. Amen? Don't use my name falsely. Don't, don't profane the name of your God. I am, we need to remember, I am the Lord. 
He's God, and we're not. Next verse. And you shan't cheat. Don't cheat your neighbor. Don't rob. The wages of, I'm just, this is just a few verses here. I'm trying to lead up to this. Of wages of him who's hired shall not remain with you all night until morning. Now watch verse 14. He's, so, so right before you put it up, don't put it up quite yet. Bah, 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 this way. Yeah. These are just, you with me? Don't steal. Don't do this. Don't. It's just do's and don'ts. And then watch 14. First mention of stumbling block. Read this with me. It's interesting. You shall not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind. Isn't that interesting? A deaf person can't hear your curse. And a, stumbling block, a blind person can't see the stumbling block. In other words, this should never happen. We should never, as Christians, be a stumbling block for very long. For very long. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to sometimes trip somebody up. But I'm, I'm talking about Christians who are claiming to be believers and, and serving and loving the Lord, and, and you're causing other people to stumble. And maybe until now, you have, the Holy Spirit hasn't revealed it. That's what this is for. This is a good, clean bowel movement. Amen? I, sorry, but you shall fear your God. See, that's the thing that I can tell you is my recipe. My recipe, if I'm in any way successful in my life, it's because I'm scared of God. Yes, I said scared. Some of you need to get a little bit more scared of God. A fear that is reverent. Amen? Which you, when, you, when you realize he is merciful, he is awesome, he is amazing, his mercies endure every morning, but he is still a consuming fire. And you better keep that balance. Maybe I just have that because that's how I was saved. I was saved hell, fire, and brimstone. I needed the two two by four between my eyes. I needed a picture of where I was going, or if I didn't change, that's where I was headed. I needed that. So I thank God for that. But I believe that one of the reasons that I'm used by God is because I fear him. I understand who he is and who I'm not. And the only thing that I am is because of who Jesus is. I can't even get in his presence without Jesus. Amen. And so I understand all the access that I have to his throne and all that. But some of us, the reason we're being a stumbling block is we don't fear God enough. Amen. I am the Lord. In this verse here, the verb in Hebrew, listen to this, is skandaliso. You don't have to be too smart to know what that is, right? Sounds similar or something? Scandaliso. So that's why I said, should a Christian ever be scandalous? Scandalizing? Causing people to trip up along those lines? Offend? Fall down? Stumble? Trip up? Those are the things we've got to think about. Again, in case you forgot, in case you've kind of gone somewhere else already in your mind, my actions, my words, my, my reactions, how I carry myself, how I talk, the things I watch, the places I go, the way I act with people, the way I interact with people, all those things 
have to be either a stepping stone or a stumbling block, and they are one or the other. They can't be anything else. There's no neutral ground for you, by the way, tonight. If you're like, you know what, I don't think I'm either one of those. I'm the or. You can't get in that gender reveal thing, that gender name thing. Name yourself something that you're not, okay? Just because we're in that age right now. I'm not a stepping stone or a stumbling block. I'm the or. Call me or. No, you're one or the other. Amen? And you got you to figure out which one you're going to be. Obviously, you should, if you believe in God, you should be a stepping stone. But you're one or the other. Okay, there's no in between. And so, in other words, we all have a power of influence. One of the things the Holy Spirit showed me to show my daughters, and I told them a lot during their, their days growing up, was you're either going to be an influencer or you're going to be influenced. That's what that is. You're either an influencer or you're influenced. But are you influencing people? Because some people have a greater gift. That's what, that goes without saying. Some people have a greater gift or they walk greater in their gift of influence. Right? And then some people have been able to turn their influence to God. Maybe you were like me. When I was in high school, I was popular. I don't say that because to brag. I was people, I, people voted for me for homecoming king and all that stuff and all that. I had an influence. We'd get out of a game or a, or a thing, and they'd say, Blake, where's the party? This is before I got saved. Wherever I say, everybody went. I had a power of influence. But the problem is, is I was influencing people to go to hell. I wasn't influencing them for God. You know why? Because I never had an influence in my life, and I'm not trying to disregard my parents. How many know we need something more than our parents? My parents were great parents. They're here. Parents, you better pray for somebody else beyond yourself to be an influence in your kid's life. You need somebody else to say the same things you're saying. Amen. You need somebody's help because somebody's influencing one way, one way or the other. And I learned when I got saved, I have a power of influence. Now I'm going to get people saved for Jesus. Now I'm going to use this influence to follow me to the Jesus party now. Follow me as I follow Christ. And we got, we got to be all in or all out. Right? That's what God's trying to tell us. All in or all out. So we have a power of influence. First Peter chapter 4. Verse 7, I'm going to ask the musicians to begin to come. But, but the end of, of all things is at hand. I said this on Sunday, church, we need to get serious about the things of God. If you've never been serious, this is the time. Do you believe that? It's time to get really serious. He says, therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. Because love covers, love is like paint. Paint covers a multitude of sins, right? Paint covers up a lot of ugly stuff. Go into a house, it's all jacked up, we'll just paint it. Paint it and rent it. Amen? Put a little caulk in there, put a little bit of stuck, uh, uh spackling and paint it, cover up all those. Love covers a multitude of sins, the Bible says. If you would just learn to love people, that's a good start. But it starts with loving Jesus. 
You're never going to be able to love somebody else if you're not in love with Jesus. If you're in love with Jesus, his love's going to come out of you. Amen? Well, I'm, not just, I'm just not a loving person. Then Christ isn't in you. You can't say that. You're, you're, you're making a mockery of God. I'm just not a loving person. I don't know how to love. Well, fall in love with Jesus. Jesus will fill you with his love. And then it will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another. So leave this here for a second. This goes along the fast. This goes along with everything we do. There are days. Somebody say days. Moments. Situations. That all of us have in our lives where we don't feel like doing something. That goes without saying. There are days I don't want to wake up on Sunday morning. I don't want to come to church. Everybody has those. But those should be few and far in between as a believer. And we should never complain and murmur about serving God. Because it is a privilege and an honor. Can anybody agree with me on that? Privilege and an honor to serve Jesus. So these are, these are just things that you read. Listen, I, I'm going to have a whole bunch of these all month. I want to see more than this uh, next Wednesday. I don't want to see less. See more next Wednesday. It's not a whole lot of empty seats. Let's get these filled up next Wednesday. Let's, by the time this series is over, there's no room to move in here because people are getting set free, having a breakthrough of themselves. Because you're never going to be able to be effective reaching anybody else until you get yourself right. Amen? Am I speaking truth? I'm just, I haven't done nothing but read the Bible. Do it without grumbling. Let me finish this part here to 11, and then we'll close. Next verse. As each one has received a gift. This is what I told you that we have, many of you have a gift of influence. How are, how are you using it? That's the question. Are you influencing to stumble? Are you influencing to reach up to Jesus? That's the question. You're influencing. You're either being the influencer or you're being influenced. Minister, it says, to one another. Braden mentioned this in his message. Was that last Wednesday? Yes, last Wednesday. In Disciples in the Making. Where we have gifts. As good stewards of the manifold. See, God has given us something tonight, which is a gift. We need to be good stewards of the gift. His salvation. Amen? I don't get saved for me alone. I get saved for somebody else. That's how this chain works. That's how the gospel works. God never intended for someone to get saved and be like, okay, I'm good. We have to have a heart for other people. And if I'm a stumbling block, not only am I not going to get them to Jesus, and I'm going to get into this in the next couple weeks, not only am I not going to get them to Jesus, woe is me by whom those things come, those offenses. Right? As good stewards of the manifold grace of God, verse 11, if anyone speaks, let them speak as oracles of God. What would happen if we'd think a little bit more before we speak? Lord, am am I speaking something that glorifies you? If anyone ministers, let them do with the ability that God supplies, that in all things, all things, say all things, not just Wednesday night things, not just Sunday morning things, not just small group things, all things at all times, in all things at all times, God may be glorified 
through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Next week, I'm going to read that in a little different light. Father, tonight we thank you for your word. I thank you for what you've spoken through my heart tonight. I, I, I know, God, I don't doubt for a second that you're speaking to hearts. You're doing something. And Lord, even if there's no stumbling blocks in here, which I hope there's not, Lord, we are asking ourselves this morning, tonight, what am I? Lord, as 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, you don't have to put it up, we need to examine ourselves. Tonight, as we close this service, it, every Wednesday night, and every, we should do this every day in every service, but especially during this series, am I a stumbling block or am I a stepping stone? I want to be a stepping stone. I want to get people to Jesus. I want them to know of your grace. I want them to know of your love. I want them to know of your power and your forgiveness and your redemption and your goodness, God. Don't let me be a stumbling block to anyone, Father. Search my heart, O oh God, and see if there's anything in me, Lord, that's not right. Give me a contrite heart and a sweet spirit, a spirit that's willing to change and willing to bend and willing to die to myself. Help me take up my cross tonight, Lord. Lord, help me put my thoughts and actions and words under the power of the Spirit of God tonight so I won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. How many in this place tonight, from front to back and side to side, maybe you're watching online, listening on the podcast, you don't know Jesus. Tonight, maybe you've understood that it's not about looking the part. That's what we talked about on Sunday. Don't render your garments to me. Render your heart. Maybe you look the part on the outside. Maybe you've gotten to a place where you, you play the part, but tonight your heart is not right. Peter's heart was right, and all of a sudden, a few verses later, he was wrong. we got to be careful. we got to judge ourselves. Don't judge other people. Judge yourself. Search your heart. Search your, your thoughts. Search your mind tonight. How many in this place tonight, if Jesus came back right now in the rapture, the trumpet sounded, you're not sure you'd leave, and you want to be right with God tonight, just lift up your hand. Just put it up and put it down. Pray for me, Pastor. All over this place. All over this place. How many? I see your hand. God bless you. How many more? I see your hands. God bless you. I hope by the time this series is over at the end of this month, when we do a salvation call, 50 people raise their hand for salvation. Church, we got to get some people in, these, in this church. we got to get people to hear the gospel. we got to witness. we got to go out and get them. Amen. Maybe you know the Lord this morning, tonight, and, and your heart's just not right with God. You've, you, you recognize that I'm, I'm going the wrong direction. I'm slipping. I'm not, I'm not being that person that's looking inside and saying, is it me? Is it me, Lord? Maybe that's you, and you need to just rededicate your life to the Lord tonight. Just lift up your hand and put it right back down. Say, that's me. Amen. Let's stand all over this place tonight. How many believe the Spirit of the Lord is here? How many still love me? I love you whether you love me or not. That's what God called me to do. I could just get up here and just do whatever. I could just go pull up an old message. I've never, I've never preached a series on this in all my years of preaching. 
But you know why God's doing this? For one, I believe it's a necessity, and there's some, some, some stumbling blocks that need to believe, be stepping stones. But more than that, on top of that, I believe God's going to do more this year in this church than he's ever done. And so the devil's attacking. The devil's fighting. We just got to recognize the devil. Last time I checked, he, he, he lost already. He lost on that cross. He lost when Jesus came out the grave. If you, set, if you raise your hand tonight and you're serious, I'm going to be bolder this year. I hope every year I get bolder and not less bold. When we ask for a salvation call, the Bible says, if Jesus said, if you confess me before man, I'll say that, yes, Father, I know them. But if you deny me before man, Father, I don't know who that is, is what he said. So it's not just raising your hand when everybody's eyes are closed. It's now saying, now I want everybody in here to know I need Jesus. And every person in this place that has gotten saved and given their life to Jesus has done this. If you raise your hand, or maybe you didn't even raise your hand, but you know you need to come and get right with Jesus tonight, change your life tonight, just step out to that nearest aisle real quick. Just step out and come. I want to pray for you. I saw hands go up. I'm not going to wait very long. I'm not going to beg. Come on, hands went up. I'm going to wait just a few seconds. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Holy Spirit, don't let them be ashamed of you tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say this with me, those that are watching online. Lord Jesus, I'm not ashamed of you. You did everything for me. You took my sins on your cross. Stripes on your back. I didn't deserve it. I don't deserve it today. But while I was still a sinner, you died for the ungodly. The wages of my sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. I confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord. And I believe in my heart, God raised him from the dead. And because Jesus came alive, I will come alive in eternity. And I'll spend it with you. I believe in you and what you did on the cross for me. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Wash me clean of all my sins. I repent. I'm sorry. Change me tonight and make me a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.